Hey everyone, I'm Jevin Malte. Oh, and I'm Joe Mellon. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Built in Today podcast, where we help business and idea people move their business forward by helping them run tests in a single day. In each episode, we select a single business and help them learn if an idea is worth pursuing. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be here and excited to learn about our first business from across the pond. Across the pond. So, Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Matt, welcome, brother. Hi, you guys. How's it going? <laughs> doing well. So, tell us a little bit about you know what you're what you're thinking. It sounds like you have something something on the go. Yeah. So, um, I have a an idea for an online auction platform for rentals, um, apartment rentals, and uh, really the idea uh, is to um, save time for uh, landlords and uh, potential tenants, and uh, do some help with price discovery uh, via this auction mechanism. Oh, interesting. And so what's the problem that, that you see exists in the industry right now that you think would, this would help? So um, the problem as I see it is, um, depends which side you're looking at. If you're a potential tenant in the market and you're in a hot market, say, for instance, London, um, you might spend an entire day going to go uh, check out all these different apartments. And by the time you're ready to put a bid on one, you know, you, you go and you contact the estate agent or the landlord and you find, oh, somebody else has already taken it out from under you. Or if you're in a, you know, uh, a slow market, um, you might not see anything that's quite in your price range, but close, and you would like to put a bid on it. Or if you're a landlord, if you're in that slow market, you list something, nobody's bid on, on that property. And um, yeah, if, if somebody can just say, well, you know, I'll give you 20, or 20 pounds or dollars less than what you're asking for, um, you can say, yeah, I'll make a deal there rather than having to relist it. And in that hot market, it also helps the landlord with uh, price discovery because you're using an auction mechanism rather than going off historical prices. So uh, let me just see if I can summarize that. So you're bringing the auction pricing mechanic to apartment rentals. Yes. Yeah, I like it. I mean, as a renter myself, I can totally, I totally get it. Sometimes I'm not sure if the price that I'm paying is fair. So, so having some sort of auction mechanism, I think, could add some transparency so that I know it's um, the price that I am paying is fair. So I can, I can kind of, I can relate to this personally, which is kind of interesting. So what's the stage of, of this idea right now? Have you done anything to try to see if this is something that could work? Have you looked to investigate to see if there is a market for this? Have you talked to landlords, people? Like, wh- what are you thinking? Yeah, so I've kind of done an iteration 1.0 of this as part of a school project over here in uh, the UK. So primarily looking at student markets to start, I, I spoke to, um, it's called uh, Manchester Student Homes and also Liverpool Student Homes who are kind of... Um, a matching service that uh, bring landlords and estate agents together with uh, students and certify certain properties and things. So there definitely seems to be interest in something like this, particularly in markets where um, you're not looking for long-term tenants. It's more about filling properties quickly and getting top dollar for them. Super. So what? So how can we help you? Where, where, where are you thinking? Um, where's your biggest risk right now? Where's uh, What is it that you'd like to try? So what I would like to do is get some help around testing out how this would work with individual landlords. Uh, I think with my first version of this idea, I was going too big thinking, oh, that you know, there's a couple different revenue streams by licensing the uh, auction platform to estate agents and then also selling to individual landlords. I want to cut that down and, and find out what the biggest concerns are with uh you know, independent landlords using this sort of a service and then 
also, uh, if there's any concerns from tenants around, okay, I, I put a bid in for a property, but it's a three-bedroom, and uh, do I have any short, sort of assurance that the people I'm going to be you know, living with aren't, aren't crazy or anything like that? So how, how can I make this model work with, uh, in that sort of a scenario? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great summary. What comes up for me on that is it seems like it's a traditional marketplace chicken and egg problem where you need, the reason why I call it a marketplace is because you need uh, both the renters and the people that want to rent in order to have this work. Yes. Does, does, does that make sense? Yes. Okay, cool. Awesome. So basically it seems like on this one, maybe Jevin, you can uh, see if this, this makes sense to you also. It seems that probably a good place to start is with the landlords because if the landlords don't want to list, there is, you know, the no, no one's going to use the platform. Does, the, does that make sense? Yep. So it seems like we probably need to get some feedback from people with apartments to rent to see if they would put them on your platform. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I, I will say I've done a little bit of research with uh, some landlords, and uh, I think where it really has, where it might get some traction in particular, again, is kind of that student marketplace or, or places where you're not looking to establish a long-term relationship. It's more about, you know, getting a top dollar and, um, you know, filling the properties quickly. But I I would also like to test it in kind of a a slower market where property isn't moving so quickly and see if it has any appeal to landlords that way, you know, getting somebody in their apartment quickly, even if they're not getting exactly what they wanted to list it for. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, how about... Are, do you have access to landlords who have properties in hot markets? Or at least, are you familiar with the hot markets that, that exist, hopefully, in your own geographic area? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, I have had a few meetings with, um, well, it was more um, with the, those um, student companies over here. And I, but I haven't really spoken to uh, landlords specifically in my geography. I've spoken to a few people in the U.S. who I just happen to have some uh, personal connections with. I don't think they're necessarily my market because they're more looking for that longer term tenant and they're in kind of a, um, just kind of an average market. So uh, I, I, but I could try to identify a few uh, landlords here in the next few days that I could talk to. Yeah, I think I think it would be interesting if you had direct access to the landlords because they're the de- decision makers as well, and so they could easily say yes, I'm o- I'm willing to try out your platform, versus you know some of these student groups where there might be some hoops to go through, and so I think direct to landlord would be would be an interesting thing. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I, I guess uh, it seems like this one. I mean, so what? First, my response is when you're saying about like the different markets, like hot and like slow markets or cold markets. I guess I think maybe that's like step maybe two or three in terms of user testing. I think that like right now, this is a great time to talk to 10 landlords because it like, you know, if if you just select a market and talk to 10 of them, I think that's going to be a very important step forward. And the good thing about landlords is that, well, at least in the US, but I think, I believe also on Gumtree, there's a listing of them. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, it seems like this is a perfect time for just like making a template email and emailing it to, you know, spend, spend a half an hour. I bet you can email probably 100 listings in a half an hour and just, you know, basically say, like, what your value proposition is, can you talk to them, and then, you know, if you send out 100 of them, you know, if you get no responses, that could be a pretty good learning. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense to me. 
I think if you if you reached out to the landlords, especially the ones in the hot market, your big value prop would be be sure you get the top dollar possible, really. Mm-hmm. And if it's really hot, then the tenants will be willing to do whatever process to get access to that property. So if, if, if you have a strong reason to believe, Matt, that through your procedure process that the landlord would be able to get more money, I think that could be really, really strong, strongly valued. So I think for a test, just reaching out, just like it Joe said, with like your value prop to maybe maybe hot markets. Because I think, low, uh, the, I don't know, I'm interested to hear, you know, what the value prop would be for slower markets. But uh, but certainly for hot markets, I think it could, the value prop could be, be sure you get top dollar when maybe you're undervaluing your place. What do you think, Matt? Well, it's actually, it's, it's interesting. I've spoken to a few landlords in some, some of the hotter markets in the UK, and, and the concern there is some of them don't necessarily care about, you know, getting the top dollar, which is, was my original kind of supposition going into this. I mean, it's a concern, but it seems to be they're more concerned with getting the property filled with, with the right person. So that, that's kind of where I pivoted to this idea of the, more of the student market, um, just because, you're, you know, with the student market, it's going to be a, you know, a transient population. You're not going to establish a long you know, a particularly long-term relationship with anybody. And in that case, you know, it's, it's kind of more tired properties and, you know, they're just kind of getting them up to code and trying to squeeze squeeze the ROI out of it. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. But I mean, I certainly wouldn't hurt to talk to a few more people in, in hot markets, you know, and go in with that. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, like from, I think from our standpoint is we're more just biased towards, selecting and testing and then you could actually validate or invalidate okay. because you know like when you said you talked to the landlord that you know didn't want to have the highest rate or the, the highest paying person you know that might be just that landlord or if that's every landlord that's the, that's a big difference I've like you know about if, if, so right, yeah so so like maybe, maybe that's enough to determine that hot markets don't want that or that those heart markets don't want that. I think mostly just for this exercise, we just want whatever you think is the best uh, demographic for this. Okay. That you select it and then just commit to that for four days. Talk to, you know, sufficient enough amount of people. And then that's really important is also before you go, ha- go in, you say, okay, like what is a win and what's a fail for this test? You know, like if I talk to eight people that are in college markets that are landlords and none of them or two of them want my service is that success or do i need to have all seven of them want it does that make sense yeah that that makes sense okay well yeah i'll uh i'll get on some of the sites over here and see if i can find some uh some independent landlords and just uh send out some emails to them and and see if i can get some responses great so let's just let's just before we we break for you know the going off and doing this test let's define it real well so you are going to like let's just, why don't you fill in this formula you know who you're going to target how you're going to target them and what you're going to do and then what you're going to look for as like the result okay so i'm going to target people who are listing their properties independently so not using um an estate agent or you know a rental company i want to just target them with an email and say basically it'll be a form email saying hello sir or madam i'm uh, you know going I, I have this idea i'm exploring uh, for a more efficient way to rent your property, uh, put out the idea there and say, is this something that might hold some appeal to you? If so, could I get in touch with you? I guess I could use your help there. Would it be good to say, if so, please tell me why or why not, or it might be better to have a conversation with them. I, I just 
worry if you say uh, why or why not. They, you know, say yes or no, and then you just get the form back without any sort of uh, feedback. You know, it's, it's difficult to say where your idea is going wrong if you don't get that why bit. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I had a, a, a salesperson, uh, like a sales mentor, help me out for a while when we were, I was doing sales. And what they said generally with these things is you describe the problem and then you ask, okay, do you have this problem? Uh, and then, so like basically it's like you just do like, like you describe the pain points, you know, like something like, Real estate people are losing out money on not getting the highest rate, and they're you know maybe list the, the top three pain points that you're trying to solve, and then just say, is this a problem for you? If so, let's get on the phone. Yeah. So that, that that's that's one way to do it. Jevin, do you have a do you have a suggestion? I think that's a great I think that's a great approach. Yeah, just lay out here. These are the three pain points. I'm thinking of build, building a platform to solve them. If you if that's interesting to you, just uh, yeah, just reply to this and we'll have a call. I think that's I think that's a super approach. But I think that's pretty close to what Matt was saying. But I think Joe's just helping you lay it out a bit more compellingly. What do you think, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a much better approach than I was taking. So yeah, maybe just here's the problem. Um, here's a potential solution. Let's have a chat. Great. And okay, so you're gonna do that, and then you know the 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 things that we're coming back with on the afterwards. It's really great to have those tangible. So. Like, I think what coming back with is like how many emails you sent, how many people actually responded to them that you talked to, and then out of the people that you talked to, how many people said, yes, I will, you know, I will list with you. Does that, does that make sense? Is that like a good funnel? Or, Jevin, do you have any uh, issues with it? Sounds good. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think so. I'm just uh, scribbling this stuff down. So how many emails, how many responses, how many yeses? That sounds great, Matt. I think you got a pretty good handle on, on where you need to go. I think this will... And if you're able to do this and you get some real positive response, I think you've got maybe, uh, well, there's always more to test, but I think it's a pretty compelling, pretty compelling reason that, uh, to, to keep moving forward. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. I, just one, one other thing, like a little challenge. Uh, a lot of time in these testings, we can get stopped by trying to be very efficient, but really we're only going for like a very small number. So like it's okay to be inefficient. So I would say, you know, definitely go and talk with your friend tomorrow, but maybe schedule like an hour and a half of doing as much grunt work, boring, copying, pasting tonight or tomorrow morning and like kind of balance out the, the grunt work. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Superman. Great. So today we had Matt on the show. We're going to follow up with him in a couple days and we're going to see how this went. We'll see you then, everyone. Okay, we're back. It's been, I guess, three days since we last talked with Matt. And yeah, Matt, tell us, uh, how did it go? How did the test go? Um, well, the test left something to be desired, but I think I, I did learn a lot. Um, so I tried to reach out to um, landlords that I would find online using sites like Gumtree. But um, what I was finding was uh, basically there's a gatekeeper for all of them. Even, even sites like Gumtree, generally uh, people are required to list through an estate agent. So I, I wasn't actually getting to the landlords. So what I tried to do afterwards was um, get in touch with some personal connections, which um, uh, waiting to hear back from a few people and other people, you know, 
it, it wouldn't exactly be built in a day. It'd be more uh, built in a few weeks, perhaps. Uh, but the last thing I did was uh, last evening I went to a, a startup event that was happening locally, and uh, by chance one of the speakers actually has a uh, sort of real estate business. So I, I spoke with him for a bit, and uh, I'll be getting a follow-up coffee with him in a few weeks just to kind of talk about the ideas. Uh, you know, and I. I just in our brief chat, you know, I, I learned a little bit more about the local industry. So, you know, it, it definitely wasn't time wasted. So, Cool. Okay. Well, let's just go over that real quick. So you sent out like 30 or 40 emails. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. And then you got uh, basically a lot of like autoresponders from people. So like you didn't actually, from those 30 emails, you didn't actually get to contact, you didn't actually get to talk with uh, landlords. No, uh, one person must have gone through, uh, you know, just checked with uh, the estate agent, you know, the auto responses and seen who had written. And she she just wrote me back, but she said she was actually out of the country and couldn't chat. And the rest, yeah, it was just, you know, kind of auto responses. So I I think probably what happens is uh, people wait until somebody responds to the auto response because most of them were, please get in touch at, you know, this number if you actually want to talk about this uh, this property, but it was, again, it was the estate agent. It wasn't an actual individual. And I also, so as I failed to mention, the other thing that I did was I actually called a couple of local estate agents and said, you know, I, I'm doing some research because, you know, I am, I am working on this kind of as a project as well. Um, and uh, basically data privacy protection act. So <laughs> that was, that was blocked. So I tried that once or twice and then, yeah, I realized I was going to get the same response. Um, can, can you go into that a little bit deeper? deeper? So like you're saying that there's a yeah, data... so, so in the I, I'm in the UK, so yeah, for, for listeners, I'm, I'm in the UK right now, despite my accent, uh, going to school over here. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it, it's, they, you know, they, they weren't willing to release names of customers or landlords uh, who would be, you know, they, that's uh, the, the estate agent's customers. They... Um, yeah, they weren't willing to do that, citing the the kind of data privacy act, which I know is a big thing from uh, my my previous working life. You know, uh, basically any sort of personal information that a company holds on you isn't really to be shared unless somebody's explicitly uh, waived their rights for that to be kept private. So, uh, kind of, I guess, to be expected. But I thought, hey, it's worth a shot. Yeah, so that that was where that led. Cool. Uh, one so other thing that I did. It seems like a learning. Yeah, yeah, that that was definitely a learning, and kind of uh, last night kind of corroborated that when I spoke with um, one of the entrepreneurs at this event that I I went to. Th- this person was a, a speaker there, and you know, and he'd been working uh, building his business over the past four years, and he says, "Yeah, I mean," he told me basically it, it really requires just. You know, meeting people, getting out there, and actually talking face to face because you're, you're. He said most of the time, even competitors are willing to kind of tell you what they're doing, but he said, uh, you know, property is kind of a, a, a strange beast in that you know people play things pretty close to the chest. So uh, yeah, I mean that that's one data point, but uh, seemed reasonable given just kind of the experience that I'd have over the past week and, and the work that I'd done in the past. I had always worked through personal contact, so I hadn't had that experience just going out to the market and saying, "Hey, who wants to chat?" So yeah, good learning. <laughs> good, yeah, because it seems like what it is is like while there are jobs out there, uh, like on Gumtree, 
those jobs are already being serviced by some sort of intermediary. Yes. And so those are not good opportunities to actually get into contact with actual landlords because there's already like a paid gatekeeper or intermediary or estate agent that's already between the job posting and the landlord. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the correct word. I mean, most of, uh, sh- short of going out and, you know, just really doing the face-to-face thing, or if you happen to be lucky enough to know some people who, you know, friend of friends sort of thing, you, you generally seem to be encountering gatekeepers. And, and that's basically what this entrepreneur kind of told me as well. So yeah, I, I got it from him and just kind of this experience. But um, uh, one other option open to me would be, to check with the the National Landlord Association in the UK to see you know if I could attend one of their events and just canvas a few landlords. So uh, I'm looking into doing that now. But again, it's that's probably built in a few weeks, not built in a day. So <laughs> sure, okay. So the next step is to optimize in-person meetings as opposed to trying to go through job postings as a way of contacting landlords. Yes, yes, that's correct. So uh, that that's where I'm at right now, um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see where this takes me. And I'm actually looking forward to uh, grabbing a coffee with this entrepreneur and just having a having a chat with him about his experience. Because, like I said, he's been at this for four years, and as we were talking, it was it was really funny because he said, "Oh, I bet you've experienced this," and it it literally felt like okay, he was exactly where I am about three or four years ago. So yeah, it was a it was a really interesting chat. So, but yeah, not not too discouraging. I mean, there's definitely a, a market for it. It's just you know how how do you get to market? Um, so uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna gonna keep exploring this and keep talking to people and uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Cool. And uh, by the way, do you have a do you have a name for this project yet? If yeah. people want to follow up with you about it or something like that, how would they how would they do that? Yeah, so uh, just kind of my my pet name for it. Not sure if it's taken or anything, but uh, yeah, I've just been calling it Bid to Let um, because that's really what it's about, um, bidding to let a property. So yeah, and if uh, anybody wants to follow up with me, I'm on Twitter. They can reach me at mherlinger, that's M-H-I-R-L-I-N-G-E-R, and I'd be happy to have a chat with you. Thanks. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Matt, thanks so much for taking the time to share with us today and to go through this process. And we wish you great luck going forward, uh, you know, learning and growing your venture. Great. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate the interest in this. Um, Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.